La pendule fait tic-tac, tic-tic. Les oiseaux du lac, pic-pac, pic-pic. Glou, 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 font tous les dindons. Et la jolie cloche, ding-ding-dong. Mais boum, quand notre cœur fait boum. Hey, bonjour, rugby friends. Hello, Mike, and welcome to the latest episode of French Rugby Connections, the rugby podcast with a Gallic twist and a little bit of Welsh, n'est-ce pas, Mike? We, yes, Naspa, definitely, definitely a little twist of Welsh. And uh, the news is coming thick and fast at the moment, isn't it? It's uh, changing every minute. So um, it's hard to keep up with it all. Absolutely. But as far as we know, Six Nations is still going to take place starting on the 6th of February. Uh, because there's loads at stake, you know, financially, we're talking about 100 million euros that will benefit, you know, all the different federations, which is roughly about 17 million each, uh, 17 million euros, and CVC as well doesn't want to see any delay. So, and us supporters and aficionados, yeah. <laughs> aficionados we need, we need Six Nations <laughs> as otherwise would go down here. Absolutely. <laughs> so, what Tell me what you what, what have you heard about the Six Nations, my friend? Well, we, uh, we've just heard that the Women's Six Nations has been officially postponed until late spring, early summer. A decision will be made on the date by the end of January. And also the under-20s uh, Six Nations has been postponed. But as you rightly say, um, the French have deemed that they we can play the Six Nations They've had concerns about uh, the British COVID testing system. I know that um, in the UK, they've been testing players six days before a game. Um, the French have been doing it three days before a game. And I think that has been one of the sticking points um, with regards to, to playing the Six Nations. But anyway, as we stand, um, France have agreed they, they're going to play their first game away in Italy and they need some assurances with regards to their matches in Ireland and Twickenham. But as things stand, everything is is raring to go and, that, and that's great news. And of course, the good news is France actually don't visit Britain um, or, or visit the British shores until February the 28th. So um, that gives a bit of time for hopefully things to improve and the vaccinations maybe to improve the situation a bit. So fingers crossed uh, with a fair wind, you know, all systems go. Yes, yes. So as you mentioned, the match against Italy is absolutely fine. And yesterday, the French Minister of Sport, Roxana Marachinanu, <laughs> it's quite a mouthful. Uh, uh, she has definitely, you know, more, more um, reassurances, you know, from from the uh, um, English and especially you know, Scottish federations regarding games, and and obviously, you know, the Irish one as well. Yeah. You know, the, because because you're absolutely right. You know, in the France, you know, Bernard Harper did say that uh, before playing a game. All players need to show a negative COVID test 72 hours before before the game. Otherwise, you know, uh, that games need to be uh, I don't know, need to be postponed, which I don't think will take place. Or they will come up with a with a different solutions you know, in terms of finding some some other other players. You know, maybe to replace the one that have COVID. 
But uh, we'll see, we'll see. We're not there yet. So the, the France is going to play in Roma against the Azuris on the 6th of February. 14th of February is when they are due to play against Ireland. So I'm really hoping that the French and the Irish, you know, will get, they will stick to their bubbles, you know, um, in order for Six Nations. Well, and France have um, picked their squad, haven't they, already? They have indeed. They have indeed. Yes. And it's very much, you know, like a déjà vu. So we have, um, obviously, we have, you know, the usual suspects, you know, and some of the players, actually, that we not aware of because of the COVID curb, the autumn nation. Mm. So some players that were not very well known, you know, are very much, you know, uh, have um, managed to to win their their, their first cap. So uh, Damien was very pleased. He was able to select 37 players from the Elena for the French um, from the team. They will meet actually not that in, in, in a few weeks time on the 24th of January. They will start uh, training in Marcoussi. Mm. And in terms of who the players are, I'm going to tell you, I mean, they are, as I said, you know, Premier League, you got the usual suspect um, such as Atony Bay, Bourgari, Chat, Char, Colomb, Gross. Gross, that's good for him because he's back. Um, no, sorry. It's uh, François Gross. No, forget what I just said. Gros, uh, uh, Mo Wabab, um, Collingard. But there are a few, um, a few players we've never heard of as well, which is very, very yeah. positive. So it gives the chances to, to others. Um, deuxième ligne, we've got Gerasi that we saw during the, uh, um, the, the 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 game against against England during the COVID Cup, you know, uh, Leroux Pejanti, Pesanti, yep. good one for him. Uh, Swan Rebjad is a new one, a new new rugby Six Nation virgin. Uh, Robin Taifuna Williams, of course. Troisième ligne, we got uh, uh, Dylan Cretin, François Cross. I don't know whether you remember, he broke his uh, metatarsal against the game against yeah, Ireland. That's right. And uh, yes, he's, he's been selected. So good news. He was excellent, I have to say. So I'm pleased to see him. Anthony Chelonchbach, Charles, bien sûr. Charles Olivon, uh, Tolufo as well, Altrit. Demi de Mêlée. Demi de Mêlée. Do you know what is Demi de Mêlée? I'm do. It's a scrum halves, yeah. Correct. So we've got three. Yeah, three so we've players. got uh, Baptiste. Yeah, Baptiste Couillou. Dup uh, Antoine Dupont, naturellement. And Baptiste Serin. Uh, then we've got demi d'ouverture. We've got two only. You know, yeah, they that's going to be a fascinating contest. Who gets that? Jalibert and Carbonell. And Jalibert is raring yeah, to go. Of, of course, you know, we wish the best to Tamax. Yeah. because he broke his jaw, yeah. I think, a, a few weeks ago. So he's not, uh, he's not up to to playing. But Jalibert is a one one to watch. One of my favorite players. Um, so yes, it's very, very. It's, it's, it's a young, it's a young um, Owen Farrell. You know, it's, a, it's, it's, it's yeah. It's uh, definitely it's, it's like a, a jewel right now. You know, like a piece of uh, gemstone needs to be polished a little bit more, and it's good. Centre, Fiku Vakatawa, Arthur Vincent, Delbuy. That's that's a new one. Uh, Elier, do you remember? Yeah, that's Elier's? wing. Correct. Wow. Back is yeah, Damien Tango, which back. is very, yeah. very good news. 
I think that's the only player from Clermont yeah. as well. Unless yeah. I'm, I'm mistaken. And Teddy's in there. Teddy uh, Thomas. Yeah, correct. Absolutely. Donan, Donovan, Tiofe, Muna. <laughs> yeah, I deliberately didn't say him. <laughs> I can't say. And Villiers. Uh, and, and Gavin Villiers. Gavin Villiers. It's a good one. And Arrière. Yeah, you know some what? three great Arrière. fullbacks there. Boutier, Bruce Delan, who was a star of the... Uh, um, Autumn Nations Cup, and of course, Thomas Ramos of uh, Toulouse. Absolutely, absolutely. Star-packed, um, star-packed group, isn't it? I mean, you really look at that. Wow, what a what a combination of players they've got there at their disposal. Oh, so lucky, so lucky. And they're so young, so full of beans, you know, so raring to go. And, you know, they, they play for pleasure. They don't play for money. You know, they, you know, there is no, no rock star, no starlets there. You know, they're very done to us, which yeah. is good, um, which is refreshing. Very, very refreshing. Um, so, yes, Marcoussi, here they come on the 24th of January. Yeah, that won't be long, will it? Because we're halfway through now. It must be sort of about week, week Monday or something, I should think. Mm. Correct. And in terms of uh, being able to watch Six Nation, I believe it's on ITV and and the BBC. Yeah, interesting. Uh, talking, you know, there's been developments over the last couple of days. It looks like this is going to be the last season that um, all the matches will be on free to air because the the new investors, CVC, part of their deal was that they can take some of the games to um i don't know what, what would you call it it's not satellite but away from you know, somebody like amazon or bt sport or sky uh, there will be some games next season on terrestrial but there will also be a lot of games um on on one of these other other formats um and you know there's an awful lot of money coming in from cvc so they're gonna call the shots on this <laughs> Yeah, which is a bit sad because uh, uh, you know not everybody can watch. You know, no, but you know the the other yeah, thing the is pay, pay rugby is taking such a hit from COVID that um, I, I agree with you. It is a shame, but th- this money is is really much needed. You know, the amount of money that they're ploughing in. I think, I mean, I know I spoke to somebody in Wales who said Wales will be getting fifty million over five years from this. So you know, it's big money. And it's money that, that I think all the unions are going to need to survive after COVID. Yes, I think that's uh, that's the reality of the game right now. So. European Cup. Oh no, it's been postponed. Yeah, I know. Yes, um, France have decided. You know, we mentioned earlier about the the different COVID um, checking systems. And, and France have asked for a, a, a two-week gap. Now, now this causes problems because you know, I've spoken to some people and there are no free weekends available now for the rest of the season. So it looks like uh, the probable outcome of all this is going to be that there'll be no more pool matches and that the teams that are in the qualifying positions as we speak now will qualify for the knockout stages. So, so for example, as things are at the moment, the qualifiers for the quarterfinals of the Champions Cup would be Leinster, Wasps, Bordeaux, La Rochelle, Scarlets, Edinburgh, Toulon, Sale, Lyon, 
Racing, Toulouse, Claremont, Bristol, Exeter and Gloucester. And in the Challenge Cup, it would be London Irish, Glasgow, Ospreys, Harlequins, Blues, Dragons, Leicester, Montpellier, Zebre, Bath, Agen, Saints, Benetton, Connacht, Newcastle and Ulster. And we'll have confirmation of this, I would imagine, in the, in the next couple of weeks. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And what do you think, you know, to, um, fast forward, hoping that the COVID situation will get better, that finally, you know, the uh, the game final will take place in Marseille. Uh, which team do you see uh, competing against each other? And I'll tell you which one I think might, uh, I would like to see. I'd, I, yeah. Don't be, don't yeah, be too no, well. No, I, I mean, I would obviously <laughs> love to see Scarlett there, but I can't, you know, I, I really can't see that. I think, I think Leinster will be thereabouts. I think Racing and Toulouse will be thereabouts and, and possibly Wasps. I mean, I'd love to see Racing win it because, you know, they're a team that I would pay to go and see every day of the week. And I love the way they play the game. So um, I really hope Racing win it. Do so do I. Third yeah. time. Third time. They, you know, they, they play this. Oh, they've always been the bright man, but never the bright. So I would love to see Racing to lift the cup, but Toulouse is such a good yeah. team right now. I'm, I'm very, I'm a bit scared, you know, maybe uh, uh, cautious, you know, of uh, forewarning the, the win of Racing. But, and then ha- Leinster, yes, they might, they might be lucky because this time Saracen is not playing. So, yeah, <laughs> but, but you, so they, they might they might win because they were lost against Saras. Majority yeah. of the team lost against Saras and except Hassan But you know, you, we, we talk about bridesmaids. I mean, poor old Claremont. They've been in three finals, haven't they? They lost. They lost in 2013 by a single point to Toulon. They lost by six points to Toulon in 2015. And of course, as you, I'm sure, remember, they lost to Saracens in 2017. Um, by 28 points to 17. So, um, yeah, Claremont are another team I would love to see win it, but I'm not sure they've got enough um, in their armoury this season to do it. Correct. I agree with you. Let's wait and see. So... You know that uh, the Premier League is they're going to have a rest, you know, the teams. Yeah, yeah, two weeks off, but, isn't it? And there's, a, there's a bit of unrest about I know. Um, yeah, it seems an odd decision, but not all not all the teams <laughs> could agree to bring fixtures forward because some of these matches down the line, uh, the clubs won't have their international players playing. So I, th- I think uh, there's a little bit of uh, of, of tactical decision making in that completely so basically the 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 club the top the top six are okay they don't really want to play but the bottom things have were more keen i believe i think that was the the rationale be, behind it but yes yeah, kind of a strange decision but hey you know what so that means that the people can pay more attention to what's happening in top 14 you know so which is very very exciting uh, uh competition so i started this week uh, on Friday, actually, it was Castres versus Agen. So Castres, um, as you know, is now number 13, Agen, number 14. I'm afraid Agen still hasn't won any, any, 
any games yet. The final score was 39-23. Lots of, you know, lots of tries, actually. So there were uh, five tries, you know, from, from Palisse. Sorry, five tries from, from Castres. Um, and two tries so from from uh, from Agen. But bearing in mind that uh, Cast played with 14 men after 10 minutes, Nakosi <coughs> received a red card. You know they could have. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, you know they didn't. Um, they didn't play well enough. Too much indiscipline. In too much indiscipline. But at halftime, you know they were. They were not that far behind each other, you know. They were um, Agen actually was um, was leading with sixteen points versus twelve. But then, you know, uh, Hook Patin tried uh, uh, scored a try as well as Boutissou. So uh, yeah, all together, you know, five tries, so it speaks volume. And um, yeah, I think it might be the end of the road for yeah. Agen unless miracle. Yeah, happens. I think it need to be a miracle, won't it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, then one of my five, Brive versus Montpellier. <laughs> Brive. My goodness, what's happening to Brive? Another another win for them. Twenty three, twenty two. And bearing in mind, you won't you you won't believe it, but you know, at halftime they were led by Montpellier. Zero nineteen was the score. So, uh, Brive really ramped uh, up the ante with two tries in the second half time by from Leban Collective. Um, Vincent only sc- uh, scored one try, but uh, uh, just um, uh, I don't know where they got their, their strength from, but uh, they I think Montpellier is losing their, their, their confidence right mm. now and their continuity. Yeah. Um, so well done, very very well done to Brive again. You know, on the rock they have, I think they are number number eight or nine right now in the in the ranking. But Montpellier is in a very very difficult situation. Yeah. I still can't put my, I still can't understand <coughs> no, why because they have sense, some such a good really players. Hmm. Time will tell because you know we got Gerbeza who was uh, uh, given the. Given the sack, and right now it's um, Laporte with um, <laughs> with training them with the head coach, you know, temporary until until June. But I think they're on the lookout for a new for a new manager. So I heard a few names, you know, from South African in some Australia, from maybe potentially Shelka. But uh, let, let yeah. let's wait and see. And I know they are eyeing up on on um, the the manager from La Rochelle, but I doubt very much he will make the move. It is quite. Um, Curios, oh, yeah, Curios. Yeah. He's got quite a cushy job over there. I like Curios. He speaks his mind. He's very, very unpeaceful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need character like him. Uh, then Racing versus La Rochelle was postponed because of COVID. Yeah. Um, Poe versus Clermont. Um, very close score, 31 to 42. Clermont was on fire. They scored five tries. Uh, but Paul unfortunately got a red card with uh, Abel Efner being sent off. So who knows? Who knows what would have what might have happened if Paul wouldn't have had the the yeah. red card? So Bordeaux versus yes, Lyon. Yes, Bordeaux um, thirty one, Lyon nine. So big win for Bordeaux. Um, they led twenty four six at half time. 
two tries from Delgi, one from Woki, one from Murray, and your friend uh, jo- uh, Jalibert uh, kicking 11 points uh, from the boot. Uh, Leon, all they had to offer really was three penalties. So uh, a convincing win for Bordeaux. Very good. Um, then Classico. Classico, yeah. Between Toulouse versus Stade well, Francais. Well, what a game, yeah. Ten tries and, and a win for Toulouse. Uh, Toulouse 48, Stade Francais 24. Toulouse had a you know, pretty good lead at halftime, 22-3. Um, Toulouse tries through Miguel Dupont, two for the old the old warhorse, uh, Johan Houget. Uh, two tries for Labelle and a penalty try, along with 11 points from the boot of Ramos. Uh, for Stade Francais, three tries through Crema, uh, Dante and Chapuis. And nine points from the boot of Sigons. A uh, yellow card on the 59th minute for Argentinian captain Pablo uh, Matera. But yeah, a great win uh, for Toulouse. Excellent, yeah. And uh, Dupont was on fire. I saw the the try that he scored. He was he just sensational. Gets, uh, the standard of his play is just, is just so at such a consistently high level, isn't it? It's just it's just an incredible player. Definitely, definitely lucky to to have him. The new the new uh, rock star of uh, of French. Yeah, just one other thing to mention: Toulon uh, against Bayonne was postponed um, as well. And next yeah. week, next week, yeah. what do we some, have? Some rearranged games now because of the European cancellation. So on Friday night, uh, Montpellier will be hoping and praying for a win against Racing. Um, on Saturday, mm-hmm. we've got Clermont at home to Bordeaux, uh, Bayonne at home to Agen, Brive at home to Toulon, and Lyon entertain Poe. And then on Sunday, we've got Stade Francais against Castra. And to finish off, um, La Rochelle against Toulouse. What a cracking game that should be. Mm, definitely, definitely. So I'm glad the top 14 is still going strong anyway. So it'll keep us, uh, keep us uh, busy for, for... But I have to say that they can... They are... Some of the teams are very late, you know. Yeah. They still have two or three yeah. games to catch up, you know. So it makes sense for them not to not to take a break. But they will probably suffer because of the uh, <laughs> international, you know, uh, leaving yeah. for Marcosi. Yeah. So the likes of uh, Toulouse <clears throat> and Racing and uh, and and La Rochelle yeah. and, and Bordeaux would definitely miss uh, some of the key players. But let's. Uh, Let's wait and see anyway. La leçon de français en oui. rugby. Au oui. rugby. Naturellement. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that reminds me, there's somebody on Twitter earlier who mentioned, you know, ask, what is, uh, I want to watch some French film, you know, so which film do, would you recommend? Which film would you me? recommend? Yes, the French film. Serrano de Bergerac with Gérard Oh, that Depardieu. was brilliant with brilliant. Gérard Depardieu. I agree with you. I highly recommend that film. Very much so. It was and, brilliant. And the Three Colors trilogy as well. Another another great another great set. 
It was. It was blue, white, red. You've got a very sophisticated... Uh, uh, yeah, you sh um, shocked you, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, just a bit, yeah. yeah for Welsh, you know. Welsh, you know. Engrenage or something, didn't you? Or... Engrenage yeah, is great. It's a really there, good series on the BBC iPlayer. Yeah, I'm loving it. It's so it's gruesome, it's, yeah. you know, being French, you know, the... Yes, um, I just mentioned that. You no, know, I mentioned Delicatessen oh, yes. was yeah, one of my yeah. favorite films. Le, le, et le dîner, de, le dîner des cons, which is a, a black French comedy, which is a classic, untouchable. And I think Brian Moore, you know, replied that is uh, he like ridicule, oh, ridicule, no. which I've never heard of. But it looks, uh, it looks pretty much it's from the nineties, from his era anyway. So. Yeah, I was going to cinema <laughs> paradiso. No, is, that, is that Italian or is that French? Yeah, I think there's some great film. old it's a, classics. It's a beautiful. Yeah, I mean, the, some of those French films. Yeah. Germinal was another one that Gerard uh, uh, Depardieu was in. The uh, I think it's Victor Hugo novel. You know, it's great, great stuff. It was absolutely. It's a classic. I'm talking. You know, we are digressing here. But did you know that Fabien Gatti was, was an actor once? Yeah, a little bit of random fact that I found. No, actually, he played himself in a, a police series in France called Mati, oh, okay. I think. Um, with Mami Mati, I can't remember what it's called. But uh, yeah, I saw a few few pictures. So yeah, man yeah. of many talents. So anyway, let's go back to Mon Français. How do you say rock? Rock. Uh, le rock. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, I know. You lazy of of French. Yeah. Must have taken hours of research. <laughs> yeah, uh, scrum. How do you say scrum? That's brilliant. How do you say mole? Uh, le mole. Yes, and you can even be, if you have more, uh, if you've got a good level of French, you say la mêlée spontanée. So, do you have uh, any any jokes, you know, to cheer us up, you know, with the COVID? Well, yes, it's know, funny you know. enough because it's sort of a joke and a, and a bit of a true story. When um, when Wales played France a couple of years ago, <laughs> I, no, I, was, okay. I, I went. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I hope no, it's not I went the same to, one. Uh, to one of the training sessions with um, oh God, I can't remember the guy's name, man. Who is the coach for Gautier? The guy with the moustache, little guy. The Brunel, oh, yes, Brunel. that's right. Jacques Brunel. And it was really weird because you, you know those big wheelie bins? Those yeah. of wheelie dustbins. Oh, sorry, you know, I missed Yeah, he had... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, you have to no, mention the dustbins. On, on the training pitch, he had right. 15 of them, okay? Uh, and each one of them was numbered yes. 15, you know, like the, like the players' numbers, 15 to 1. Uh, so I said to him, you know, what, uh -huh. what's going on, Jacques? And he said, oh, we uh, we practice against the Wales. Is each one is a Welsh player, so my players practice going in and out of them and blah, 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 blah. I said, oh, okay. Anyway, I went back to another sort of speak about some press stuff. And the training session had finished, and I came back and I said to Jacques, you know, how did the training go? He said, oh, not very well. The dustbins won 15-0. <laughs> how cruel how cruel okay <laughs> you know that was your revenge after me taking uh, 
<laughs> Let's wait and see. Where's your the joke then? Um, why do England rugby chiefs go to balls dressed as pumpkins? Oh, pumpkins must be something to do with. I don't know. No, I don't know. Because they hope when the clock strikes midnight, they will turn into Very good. That's, that's quite good for you, that one. I, uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say, what do you want to Welshman of the World Cup again for like the 12th podcast running? <laughs> Any other business? Anything <sighs> you like to There's so much going on, hasn't Mike? there? It's sort of, you know, you're keeping... I think I'm going to have to have a, another eye test because I'm spending so much time looking at looking at my phone. You know, everything's being updated at a rate of knots, isn't it? But um, I, I'm just so relieved that the Six Nations is going to go ahead because I think February without rugby, especially in the current climate, is going to be so grim otherwise. You know, at least we've got a whole month of rugby to look forward to, haven't we? And Oh, I, I just, I can't wait. Yes, I really I think, can't uh, wait. But with regards to any other business, I, I think we've pretty much covered everything, you know, and uh, and we'll continue to do so. Definitely, definitely. I, I, I agree. I'm the, I'm, I am of the same opinion, you know. February, uh, <laughs> without rugby, is not February. You know, we need, we need that. It's, uh, it's, it's, it, it, it gives us a purpose, and sport is such an important, you know, part of of of, of um yeah, and, of our life. And it's my so birthday. My birthday, birthday in February. It's February the fourteenth, Valentine's Day. And of and course, the day of course, Day Island are due to play France. So, um, yeah, so I can have Indeed. a Guinness watching that, and a bit of birthday cake, and. And all the nice messages from our yes, listeners and... wishing me a happy birthday on the fourteenth. <laughs> <laughs> and and she yes, and she of course, absolutely. Well, of course. Of course, of course. I think you share a birthday with Simon Gillam, who is the uh, one of the um, the presidents of the president of yeah, and the Philippe Seller. Club. Of course, I will have yeah. to send a quick message to Philippe for his birthday. Bon anniversaire, yeah. Philippe. Good one. So, thank you for listening to our podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. Rugby listeners from all over the world, we aim to please. Um, and if you like it, yeah, if you can leave us a comment and share with you, with you, um, rugby networks that would be uh, yeah that would thanks. Be nice. you know we really appreciate it and you know we hope in these difficult times we can you take your mind off the horrible stuff going on and maybe raise a smile or two um but you know we, we really appreciate you listening and um we'll bring you all the news from the six nations from europe from the top 14 you'll get everything you need to know about french rugby from this podcast i can assure you and again, I would like to paraphrase, you know, Fabien Gatier when he told you <laughs> at the uh, Six Nations press conference, yeah. you know, what was his ultimate objective. And he said, I want people to fall in love with rugby again. So I really, I would love for you to fall in love with our French Absolutely. Rugby Connection podcast. That would be nice. And, and French rugby, of course. <laughs>
Yes, cheers everybody. Have a great week. Au revoir. Au revoir. Bye. Et la jolie cloche ding ding dong mais boum quand notre cœur fait boum tout avec lui dit boum et c'est l'amour